This week on the show, we have creator of Mega64, Rocco Bodie. If you're enjoying the show and want to support it, make sure to check us out on Patreon or grab some merch over at our Redbubble shop. Yeah, sorry. Uh, I just had to drive out of town uh, to visit family and realized about three hours into the trip that I forgot my mic. So I just had to run to Walmart and get a Blue Yeti. <laughs> That's OK. Walmart's got the best mics. They they, right? they know all about it. <laughs> yeah, they're the audio uh, mecca, you know. <laughs> yeah, the guy who was half asleep you know, ringing me out half realizing I was there, uh, was, was a huge help. Very impressed with his technical prowess. Hey, I'm fingers. Yo, it's Apache smash. Hey everyone. This is days ahead. And I'm nitroid. You're listening to the Kojima frequency. Last time I went to the Walmart electronics department, it was whatever the latest Mario game was. And I asked if they had it and they uh, were, for some reason, the person was in near tears. I didn't know that. So I said, do you have a Mario game? And they just turned to me like, like nearly crying. No, we don't, we don't have that. Oh, oh, oh it's okay. Oh, everything's, everything's fine. It's okay. It's okay. I don't know what I walked into, but. Uh, maybe it was the Mario one. game. Did they want? Yeah, it? maybe it. Yeah, maybe there's, there's some pretty hard levels in it. You know, it's like so. Cappy pops out and is like, "You got to make this girl <laughs> feel better now." <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that's probably what it was. Yeah, you'll always see some interesting stuff at Walmart. I, I come from a town where you know, late like two a.m. Walmart people watching is basically our city's pastime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite a hobby. <laughs> what was that guy that you kept seeing Rocco at like the different stores well, I think y'all made like merch about him what was it it was like that like small little guy or something the baby man yeah baby man that was <laughs> that was that was a Garrett thing so I don't know I don't quite know a lot about the baby man but he yeah. kept seeing a man that I guess resembled a uh, baby yeah. Yeah, shout out to Garrett <laughs> we had him uh, on the show god last oh, year cool. sometime oh awesome yeah it was a fun time so it just I just kind of realized off the top of my head that two things. One, uh Mega 64 Live was like the last show I watched before the pandemic. Yep, same here. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yep. Wow. Didn't early 2020? It, early 2020, Richmond, Virginia. Wow. wow. I'm doxing myself. Yeah, me and me and Days here were actually both at the Richmond, Virginia show that you guys played at that year. So Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, and oh, that's yeah, awesome. Me and you got a picture together. Uh, remember the guy that could like bend his fingers all the way back to his wrist like it was nothing? <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's great. You did not look like you had a good time doing that, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it led to my second epiphany, which was that, and you know, your opinion can, you know, this is a bit subjective here, but <laughs> we came into the pandemic with a Sonic film, and now we're coming out of the pandemic to a Sonic film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's poetic. The poster does look pretty dope. Or, or it's going to start up again even harder once this thing hits theaters. We, you never know. <laughs> Sonic Two is the reason <laughs> that it kicks back up again. Maybe we're not reading the signs properly. You know, is this COVID nineteen and Knuckles. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a title. <laughs> I'm actually embarrassingly excited for the Sonic movie. I really like the first one. So we have friends here that worked on both of those. Um, and, uh, our, our, friend Tyson, he's been in a couple, a couple of our videos, um, 
where we completely did not use any of his massive talents at all. And he just played, you know, an Android in a Dragon Ball video. But, um, but he, uh, he came in late on that first one. Cause that first one was kind of already made, um, by, uh, I, I think they were steering that ship in a questionable direction and he kind of came in and, and made it what it was and, and really fixed a lot of it, I, I think. And, um, but I think it sounds like from what I've heard, the second one, they really already have it all in mind in terms of like making this like, okay, this is an actual Sonic adventure. Uh, I don't mean literally Sonic adventure. like, <laughs> Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? It's yeah. not just a, cause I think how that last one started, it was kind of like some guy making a comedy that happened to have Sonic in it, you know? And it doesn't sound like this one is that it sounds like they're really like going for broke on this. So yeah, they got I'm, a budget I'm, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, it, you know, I've actually, I actually saw parts of the trailer that were like, oh my God, if I saw this as a kid, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Like, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to see it and, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope it does. I hope it does well. Yeah. Just the poster alone does look like they're really like trying to go for all those references and kind of, you know, trying to go for the yeah. nostalgia hits on that. Yeah. And I can't emphasize enough that Tyson is like a, such a, has been such a great addition to that. Uh, he, he's made these movies. So, I mean, he's, he, yeah, he's a great addition to the team for sure. <laughs> of all of the video game movie adaptations that could have happened, you would never yeah. have expected Sonic to be the good one. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the only good ones. Yeah, I know. It's just that and Mortal Kombat. I mean, I got a soft spot for Silent Hill, but Silent Hill I thought was like a decent movie. It wasn't like amazing, but that 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 that's the one that I always seem to kind of go to is like, well, if you're gonna if there's one you ha- you want to say if it's good or not, yeah, maybe I would say that one. It sort of reminds yeah. me of the dynamics between like there was a period where like Marvel films, like the live action mm. films were good. Yeah. And then the animation stuff was okay. And then the DC films were like, uh, but the animations were like, great. Uh, yeah. And now we have like Batman coming out and <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't dedicated the three hours to that, but <laughs> I mean, have, have any of you guys? I only watched it because my girlfriend wanted to see it and she hated it and I really liked it, but I wouldn't have seen <laughs> it if she didn't make me go see it. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 that's funny. Ironically, I went with a bunch of people who were kind of half interested and they were all enamored by it. And I was the one who really wanted to see it. And I was kind of like, nah, whatever. <laughs> I'm, and, but I'm the only one in my friend group that felt that way. All my, all, all my friends here really enjoyed it. So, Yeah, um, I heard uh, you talking about yeah. that on the Mega 64 podcast. You are saying yeah. it's kind of like this no fun allowed. Like, you know, you got yeah. Nirvana playing in the background. It's like, oh, boy. Yeah, We're- it was just a little cringy to me. But but I, I know people who thought that about the, the Christopher Nolan movies. And I yeah. never... I never got that vibe. A lot of people felt like those were no fun allowed, and I never got that vibe. I thought they were, you know, I was, like, legitimately having fun, you know, watching Heath Ledger. I don't know. <laughs> that might have just been me. They were crazy. They were, like, all over the place. Like, That's what yeah. I thought. And and I thought, you know, I one of the reasons I actually liked uh, The Dark Knight Rises, I know some people were mixed on that, but... I thought Bane was a Power Rangers monster, you know? So that's why I enjoyed right? it. He was just, you know, hello, Gotham. Oh, I'm going to bring you to your knees. You know, to me, he was, that's what he was. He was the Power Ranger monster of the week. So I enjoyed it, but I get it. People weren't feeling that, but we you know you appreciate some Power Rangers. Yeah. I, I want to see the new one again, though. I have not seen the new Batman yet. 
uh, I don't know if I can commit three hours to a movie again after Dune and uh, <laughs> yeah. or The Matrix. I mean, shit. <laughs> yeah, that and The Matrix are the only two things I've really seen that are new recently. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I was, I was mixed on Dune the first time I saw it, but I realized it was because it was the day I got my, uh, my booster shot, and uh, yeah. uh, and then about halfway through, I started traveling to other dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually visiting the planet of Arrakis. Spice, like, firsthand, yeah. I, I was seriously, like, I thought I was fine. You know, it didn't really, my initial, like, vaccine and stuff didn't really feel that or anything. So I thought I'll be fine. And, yeah, I was, like, shivering and cold and, like, I was not there the rest of that movie. So I watched it again uh, later on HBO Max or whatever, and I was like, okay, I enjoyed that. I When I'm not, you know, shivering and... Uh, Flipping between worlds. I, I like that a lot more. <laughs> Did you have like the doctor giving you the shot while also like putting another needle to your neck and being like, don't move? Yeah, you know, the usual stuff, you know, all that. <laughs> shot up with nano machines. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to to watch all of you, all of the 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 video you did talking about the matrix. Um but but I, I sort of got the gist of what you thought about it. Oh yeah. Um yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm wondering, like, have you wavered on that? Or are you still kind of where you were before? Or? Uh, no, I mean, I generally, I mean, there, you know what? It's funny. I was just thinking about this the other day. The more time goes on, the more I'm bothered that they had this other dude playing. Oh, sorry. Am I, am I spoiling this for anybody? Should I, not I mean, at, by this point, we're all clear. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think we're okay. okay. Yeah. Spoilers for everything. The, the fact that they had this other dude playing Smith has bugged me more since time has gone on. I'm like, I know it's like a new, you know, version of him and stuff like that. But t- 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 can we not get Hugo Weaving in there for a minute? You know, so <laughs> yeah. that's been bugging me more as time go- has gone on. But no, I really... Uh, I liked the movie, but to me, it was, I was disappointed in the sense of it being like the matrix part four. Cause I did not feel like it was the, the fourth chapter in the matrix saga. I didn't feel like it was that, but as an epilogue to the story, I really enjoyed it. And I love that they are committed to not having a single matrix movie be the same as the last one. I really appreciated that this just went in such a different direction and in a way that was, to me, it was, I feel like that series is all about reinventing what you thought it was. And so, yeah, fourth one did that again. So I loved it, but I totally understand if <laughs> normal yeah. functioning people are like, oh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Hugo Weaving was supposed to be in it though, wasn't he? I, th- I at, thought that the one, plan was to get him. Yeah. At one point they talked with him, uh, before filming and he was like, that might be difficult. Cause I'm doing a play uh, overseas. And then, uh, so they dropped it, but then I think all that got canceled and he could have done it, but they just never went back to that. And I think, uh, but I kind of understand again, it's supposed to be like, I, I I'm torn. Cause I want to see Hugo weaving again, but I also feel like I've never seen a character more annihilated in a movie than than Smith in the third one. And, I, right. and so part of me still feels like just to see him again as, as he was before would be kind of antithetical to that a little bit. But just as a fan of Hugo Weaving, I wanted to see him do it again. So Right, I love watching him in anything. <laughs> yeah, um, he, he he reprised the role in a commercial for General Electric, I think. And I saw that. I saw oh, that. Oh, that was that was like just dessert to watch that. That was just like, yo, you want a little more Smith? Here you go. And him uh, you know, him offering the the lollipop to the kid, like red or blue. I was like, Yes, thank you so much. I just I needed that. Um, there um <laughs> there's this whole debate around that movie. I'm still not kind of mm 
completely sure where I've landed on it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 I admire it a lot from the yeah. perspective of an artist, right? Yeah. It made Nitroid reassess Metal Gear Solid 4, which is like my favorite <laughs> right. response to the film. <laughs> well, that's where I was sort of going with this is that oh, um, sorry. I, I kind of very famously, no, you're good. I kind of very famously have a lot of issues with Metal Gear Solid 4. Okay. Um, in that it's sort of deconstructing the idea of Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah. And see, I love stuff like that, but but yeah. <laughs> it it's that game comes in and is like, hey, that's a really nice Metal Gear Solid 2 you got there. It's it'd be a shame if something happened to it. You know? <laughs> yeah. And and the Matrix Resurrections sort of does that with the entire Matrix franchise up to yeah. that point. It doesn't sort of does do that. It does that. Yeah, you could definitely <laughs> yeah. see why Kojima supported the fuck out of this movie. He was like, yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. So, but there's this whole debate around it that I hate to, I hate to sort of boil it down to such a simple idea, but the, the, uh. the phrase you hear a lot is it's bad on purpose. <laughs> right. I, I like, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that debate, but like, I was curious, like where you land on that, if you've got an opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't necessarily think it is bad on purpose so much as it is, uh, if we're talking about specifically the matrix four, I think it's just so, um, the, like, again, I think of it as an epilogue. So to me, it's kind of like the, the like highly stylized, very specific Kung Fu and things like that is definitely in the rear view mirror. And it's sort of kind of taking a step back from it and looking at it like, what, you know, there, there's the, there's the scene, this, this, this show definitely took a turn. Um, I'm like, <laughs> let's analyze the scene from the fourth matrix movie. No, go but for I remember, it. That's, that's what we do. This is what we do here. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I just remember there's that, you know, he's, he's at lunch with uh Trinity or whatever. They're, they're chilling in that, ca in the, uh, simulate cafe. And, uh, you know, and she's like, you know, oh, you, all these things you made, like, you must be so proud. And he's just kind of like, w just wistfully kind of like, yeah, I guess we made some kids happy, you know. And, and I think, <laughs> I, I just think there's that kind of that attitude through the movie of like, what did this all mean? Did it mean something? You know, even later in the movie, Neo's, uh, when he's like out of the Matrix and all that, he's talking to Bugs and he's like, you know, oh, all this stuff, like, I kind of feel like... The, kind of feel like the system won. like here I, here I was, you know, talking, we were all about rebellion and we were about this and that. And I don't know. Yeah. Things suck. Like nothing really changed. And bugs is like, no, like by you doing your thing, like things did get better. There's a lot of shit that sucks. There's always going to be another like battle, <laughs> but like you made your mark. Like, like you should be proud of that. Even if it seems like we still have to fight and whatever, you know, and I think I kind of look at the whole movie like that. Yeah, the, the the honestly, the kung fu stuff was was disappointing, but it, but it's almost kind of like, yeah, that's not really the point. I wouldn't say it's bad on purpose. I think what's there is serviceable, but I think the movie's more concerned about the drama around what did this all mean rather than, well, oh, we got to impress you with this next fight scene. It's going to like, wait till you see the sequel to Bullet Time. You know, it, they almost yeah. kind of poke fun at that. So I, I don't yeah. I don't take it as bad on purpose rather than, you know, it's just in commentary mode, you know, it's, it's more, um, yeah, I, like I this, don't know. This movie knew it was not going to be, a, a like this huge blockbuster yeah. action movie. Like it, yeah, it knew it, that. Yeah. And I guess you could make the argument, you know, by, by saying like, yo, we're not trying to do that this time. I guess you could 
make an argument that, that, well, that's kind of bad on purpose. Like you're okay. You're not even going to try to match the heights of the action in the other three. Well, you're kind of, you know, maybe you're kind of sabotaging, you know, but I just think they're going for a different kind of movie, just like in, you know, Metal Gear four. I don't think they necessarily want to make the same game again. It might tie into the DNA of some of the other ones, but, um, I don't see it as, as bad on purpose versus just, um, really trying to make a different statement than the other ones. I don't know. No, I follow it. Yeah. That's nitroid. You kind of say, yeah, you're like, it, it kind of, it flips its, you know, its position. And I think that's kind of the, the point in metal gear solid for, and of course you're like, yeah, I get it, but mm-hmm. well, yeah, I, I mean, know. that series has always been, well, not always, but the, it, it got progressively more self-aware after MGS2 yeah. and then when 4 yeah. comes in, it's like, all right, well, let's look at what we've done up to this point and consider yeah. that we've been going through these motions for so long that it's getting <laughs> tired. Yeah. You know? And so there is a there is a different focus in Revolutions where it's sort of, it's, it's God, it's almost more about the Matrix fandom than anything yeah. else in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, and honestly, just like its impact, it's really, it's, uh, you know, the impact on culture and you know whatever it's really funny how all this kind of coalesced at the same time like it's it's super weird to me how this fourth matrix came out and did that and then not long before that there was a fourth evangelion movie and it kind of did that too it kind of was about the impact of this anime and and over the years and you know (laughs) you know so that and 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 kind of a little bit of a autobiographical tinge to it too about its creator and things like that. And then, you know, Jackass four kind of did the same thing. Too. <laughs> you know what? It's like, no, they won't do that with Jackass. Oh, they kind of are reflecting on <laughs> when Johnny Knoxville gets hit by the bull. That's not unlike, uh, you know, Neo <laughs> reflecting on what good did it do with the games that I've made and the, the, the art that we tried to make, did it make an impact? And whereas the bull did make an impact on Johnny Knoxville's skull at age 49. <laughs> <laughs> and then we put out, hold on, shameless plug. We put out our fourth chapter in a story that we've been making, uh, mega 64. We put out a movie called version 4.1. It's the fourth chapter in our story. And, uh, it's not, uh, self-reflective at all. It's just, uh, stupid. <laughs> so we just thought we, we thought we would give the world a break. There's a little bit of, I should, I should, I should say there is a little bit of reflection on ourselves yeah. and like being this product of the early two thousands. There's a scene in this movie. Sorry, this is really self-indulgent now. I'm talking about our own movie. This is embarrassing. Don't worry about it. But there's a, a scene in our movie where, uh, uh, one, a, a bunch of our characters that came from like this original thing we filmed in 2003, they meet up with a band. That's basically an early two thousands kind of goth band. And, And it's a sad scene. And and to me, that kind of is the all encompassing thing. It's kind of like at some point you have to reflect on, okay, what, what, where do I come from? You know, and what, what, what is my purpose? What do I do? What am I trying to make? Maybe you set that mission statement for yourself a long time ago, you know, and maybe you kind of have to reflect on that now. And then you have to look at it and maybe you look at it and you go, damn, this is sad. Maybe I need a new direction <laughs> or you go like, no, this is what made me who I am. And I'm going to stick to it. I got a little more reflective there than I anticipated. It's a really dumb movie. I promise. It's not <laughs> that smart, but I'm you know, fine I, with I, that. I can't think anymore. I've done enough good. thinking over the past two years. Me too. After all these number fours, I'm pretty done with it too. So uh, at least, <laughs> but once again, Kojima ahead of his time, 
reflected on his work in a part four, but he did it in 2008. So he, you know, we could have a break. So yeah. shout out to him once again, ahead of his time. Did you, uh, did you, did y'all see him retweeting Oscar Isaac in a kilt like an hour ago? <laughs> no, <laughs> missed that one. Oh, oh it was beautiful. Let me link it to y'all. <laughs> I am, I still can't believe he's going to be snake. Do you, I mean, do you think that's going to come out? I feel like I've been hearing about that for a million years. That movie has been in development hell since like <laughs> 1999. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just feel like that's been my whole life. I've been hearing about it. We've definitely been talking about it ever since literally the first episode of this podcast. We're in episode <laughs> yeah. 62 now, so. Oh, it's okay. Just, uh, and it's still not out. Yeah, it's, it's been but, a while. But I mean, we've gotten some concept art. We've gotten him like, I think just this week he posted something with uh, him and one of the guys from the raid doing like uh Oh, kind of okay. like a little standoff where they were kind of uh, emulating that one scene where they're kind of touching at the wrist about to throw oh. down. Oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah for me, it feels a little bit like uh, uh, even further back than that, I feel like I was hearing about Cowboy Bebop live action. I feel like I was hearing about that for like 77 years. Yeah. And With like then, Keanu uh, Reeves' Spike. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Back, I remember reading that on like Ain't It Cool News back in the late 90 or early 2000s. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's a deep cut. And, oh, my God. And uh, yeah. And uh, and then finally it was like, oh, my God. No, they really did it. Oh, my God. And then that was the most hilarious thing is then it was canceled about 75 seconds later. So it, that was. <laughs> I feel like my whole life I heard about that and it was like and it's gone. Oh, is, okay. <laughs> is it bad? Is it bad that I'm starting to look at games like that now, though? Like, oh, really? I'll see a game like at like, for instance, like let's take. And I'm sorry for like jumping topics here, but like we'll watch. I'll watch like the state of play, and there'll be the, yeah. this hyped up trailer, and I'll just think about the process. Like, there's a there's a strong chance this game will get like a six out of ten. Like two uh -huh. people will talk about it on a forum, and then all that, that's <laughs> that's the lead up to all this hype. And yeah. I guess it's it's kind of again being like self-reflective. What is this all for? I don't know. <laughs> Why are we still here? Just to suffer. Um yeah, I mean I guess there's always the that the, the chance that that could happen, but uh maybe it's just me yeah. getting old. <laughs> well, that's what I've been wondering too. Like I, I I have definitely had less of an interest in games as I've aged. And part of mm -hmm. me is like, all right, is that just me growing up and getting older and moving on to other more mature things? Yeah. Like, like I've got kids now. I obviously can't spend as much time playing games as I used to. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, is it just that games are getting kind of worse? And that feels like such a cop-out answer. Yeah. But I don't, but the, I don't, you know, Oh, I was just going to say, I don't necessarily even think they're getting worse necessarily. Cause I, I bet honestly, you know, if you put in uh, you know, a Kirby game, the new Kirby game that's coming out, you play that. And then you put in, you know, one from like GameCube, you might, I, I don't, I'm not a Kirby guy. So maybe there wasn't one on GameCube. I don't know, but um, <laughs> you might even enjoy the new one more or that, you know, there's quality of life enhancements on this new <laughs> Mario game or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like, I feel like they do a good job. It's just that you've probably played a hundred Mario games to that point. So even if they are getting a little better, it's like, well, there's other stuff I got to do. I don't know if I necessarily need to run to this the moment it's available. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. You know, in the yeah. same sense. You know, it's not like uh, there's a revolution every day when it comes to video games. You know, they're fun. And and uh, and I'm not even demonizing, like, repetition of things. Like, sometimes you just want a damn Mario game. Like, yeah. can you just, like, port another one? Like, just give me new levels. I don't care. Sometimes you just want that, and that's totally fine. But it also might adjust your priorities where, you know, you're a certain age. Okay. I've, I have played Mario a hundred times. I could, I could, yeah. 
maybe I'll maybe I'll you know feed my kids or something instead. You know, that, nah, maybe. nah. <laughs> Did you get around to playing the Stranger of Paradise demo, Rocco? Yeah, I wasn't clear if there was a new one or not, but I played one that came out like months ago. Oh yeah, I think I think this one's new, the, the one that just came out. But, I uh, thought that's what I heard, but I wasn't quite sure. Um, but no, yeah. I haven't played the new one. I played that that last one that came out, and I, I ended up enjoying it. And it's funny because uh, the it, people keep posting cutscenes from it, like, uh, "Oh look, this is the worst." acting i've ever seen this is the worst cutscene i've ever i think it's fucking awesome <laughs> it's gone around the world to making me like oh i have to this is a must buy like i'm not yeah. even Dude, you were going up going you were talking about going back to like the 2000s like that yeah. final fantasy game puts me back yes. in like 2000s action film jet leaves yeah. the one like that well, same aesthetic and tone for, for yeah, and I've heard a lot of people say that. For me personally, it what it brings me back to is trying to discern or understand the storyline in like the Dead or Alive fighting games back in the early two thousands, <laughs> where it would be like, <laughs> you throw a brick at me. No, I need to find. Uh, it's like you know, oh, I need to take down Doatech. Yeah. Well, I like squirrels, and then they would fight, and it's like, well, what is that? What what did I miss <laughs> there? You know, um, so uh, it, it takes me back to that era for sure. I mean, I'm sure it makes a little more sense than that, but um, but yeah, and I, I, you know, I don't normally play games kind of like. I guess people were comparing it to that Neo or Nio or whatever that I never played that, yeah. um, and stuff like that. It didn't seem like my thing, but I played this, and people were comparing it to that. So it's like maybe they found a way to get me. I don't know. But it seemed yeah, cool. Kind of reminded me of like a Devil May Cry meets. Final Fantasy, like, 7 remake. Like, I don't know, yeah. it was, like, somewhere in the middle of that where it was, like, heavy on the action side, but... Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy Rising Revengeance. Yeah, it's, a, like, it's just, like, a fun action game. I was like, okay, See? I guess this is Final Fantasy, and the guy's just, you know, this guy just goes bullshit and turns on some fucking, like, Linkin Park new metal-sounding stuff and walks away. It's, <laughs> yeah. He's got this attitude. It's like, oh, okay, I'm having a good time. But I'm also in the camp of there needs to... We need to return to this... Um, uh, we need to return to a time where we were combining more words in the titles. So Revengeance, you know, <laughs> that was cool. But, um, you know, again, I want to do a self plug here. Our new movie is called Mega 64 version 4.1 Revenge Erection. And that okay. sort of ties into there the story. We, we, we wanted to bring back that, kind. you know, I just really missed when you had to figure out what words were being combined. You know, I'm sure you guys have discussed Transfar Ring. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I I had the, I, this is the Kojima uh, podcast. Uh, uh, Kojima, I'm just going to call it the official Kojima podcast. That's All what right. it is. We'll take it. Um, We're official now, guys. That's not yeah. the one that Kojima, we did sure it. that's our one. Please don't kill us. I see a red dot just coming through my window. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's okay. It's, Thanks, it's Rocco. No. Yeah, cheers. Uh, no cheers, Um. Well, I, uh, I, all I wanted to say was, and this is going to be, uh, you know, I know this might spark some jealousy among people listening to this. And I just, I hope that it's, I hope the, the divide is not too great, but I, I can say that I had the honor of, I think I was one of the first people to hear outside of their own company, uh, the, the term transfer ring. Um, it was said to me over the phone and I got it explained to me like what each part of the word meant. And that was a night I'll never forget. It was about two in the morning, um, California time. So I don't know what, what that is in, in Japan. That might be like 6 PM or something like that. I'm not sure. But, um, hearing the explanation behind transfer ring, I'll, I'll never forget that phone call. Um, so was that back in 2011? 
I think it was, yeah. And it was really, it was a magical experience when I, I couldn't quite hear what the word was. I was like, transferring? You're transferring something? <laughs> it's like transferring. Uh, and then you what? see like, you see the Peace Walker ad and you're like, oh my God, it wasn't a dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, hearing them, hearing them describe it, you know, it, I think it was, if I recall correctly, I don't remember if they went into it in the final thing that came out, but it was like transfer your save far, meaning you could go play your game far away, you know, portable. And then ring was ring of communication. That's what I think it was. I don't, I'm not sure on that last one who was in the ring, but. <laughs> you know, I have wondered for a while if it was ever grading to him that Sony <laughs> just went and made that exact feature part of the yeah. PlayStation OS. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it felt like that was really something they were like, proud like working on and really proud of and all that stuff i know they were really excited about that i was really excited about that because i've always been in that camp of like oh my god let me play this i i i don't know i mean it's maybe it's just me whatever but no no i, I was have, in camp vita man yeah i have always played portable games i've always had them with me i'm, I'm talking my entire life when I was really young, the Game Boy came out and it was like, yep, I just keep this on me. And whenever there's downtime, I can beat this game or I can, you know, whatever. I've always been that way. And even now, like, we'll be busy with stuff. I bring my Switch everywhere and I, you know, I don't have time. I don't really have tons of time to play games like sitting at home, but I always have my Switch with me. And so wherever we go, it's like, yeah, I just beat, uh, you know, I replayed all the old Final Fantasy games on PlayStation. Like I wouldn't have been able to do that just sitting at home, but because I have it with me, you know, I'm able to. So I I've always loved the portable thing. And so the fact that you could bounce between playing on console versus um, portable was like, oh my God, yes, please. So yeah. Um, when they brought that up to me, I was like, oh, you couldn't have found a better, like, I I will be your cheerleader for this transforming <laughs> thing as far as it can go. Like, it sounded amazing. And then, yeah, not long after that, that you know, they presented that concept. It was, you know, oh, well, we're, we're just doing that now. <laughs> but, I, you know, it's not, it can't be a bad thing. I mean, you want everybody to, I don't know. That It just seemed like no matter what, that was the future. That's where it was headed. And then, come on, the, then the switch comes out and it's like, okay done deal like that's what we're doing now um and i find for myself you know it used to be for me it was like what oh what version of the game are you gonna buy well i gotta get the one that has the best graphics or the you know oh this one's in 4k you know so i gotta get that on on xbox series x or you know whatever but man what once the switch became part of the equation now i'm like yeah whichever one i can play anywhere i got that's my priority now so so transfer ring, they knew, they knew, they could sense it. I think in me, they they could smell it. I was <laughs> we like, got a yeah. portable gamer here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's just me. Did you get the uh, Steam Deck? I did. Um, uh, I'm like Q2, I think. Um, I, gotcha. I was on it as quick as I could, but that site was pretty broken when I first <laughs> when the yeah. pre-orders went up. But uh, I, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for that, and. Uh, yeah, that was that was a no brainer for me, and I've just been uh, I've never I never play games on I, I I have a Steam account with nothing on it. Uh, I think I've gifted a couple people games or something like that, but um, I never play games on a PC or anything. I've always just kind of been console or portable. Yeah. So um, so doing this, it's kind of like uh, it's opening a whole new world. 
I kind of want to get one, but I always feel bad because I'm always looking for the next best emulation option when it comes to handhelds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely going to be what I use it for. I'm so, yeah, I'm so looking forward to seeing what, what everyone does with them. I know some people have them now, but I'm really excited to see how it's hacked and what people do with it. And like, I might've misheard, but I thought, uh, somebody said that PCSX2 works on it, which is insane. Oh, I, I'm, you're, you're going to have to explain to me what that is. Uh, PlayStation <laughs> 2 emulator. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they, they Damn, did I say, could, too, you can run Windows on it, so I guess yes. anything that's yeah. possible on Windows, you could probably do on there. No. Yeah, yeah. from everything I've heard, it's like you it's a computer. Like You could, you know, get yeah. whatever to happen on it. You know, I'm, I'm hoping to hear about, I, again, I don't know a ton about emulation and stuff, but um, I was hoping to hear about, you know, I know that Dolphin is like a big thing, and I was hope, kind of hoping to hear about that. Yeah, um, yeah I think uh, the that, Melee community is kind of looking at it. Because you'd be oh, able to really? take them to tournaments and have setups just running off the oh. Steam Deck into like CRTs. No kidding. Okay. Wow. That yeah, that would be really awesome. Um, or like you know, yeah, play. I just want to play some of the older Zelda games in in HD. Dude, the Wii U at this point got the Wind Waker. We're going to talk about this is official Zelda podcast now. All right. They got <laughs> Wii U got the HD Wind Waker. They got the HD Twilight Princess. I didn't like turning on my Wii U. It would it would take about uh, three and a half years to boot up, and I just didn't want to get involved. Put them on Switch. I'm ready to play those right now. I'm an unabashed Twilight Princess defender. I loved it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. I'm ready Thank to play you. it. I'm ready to play it again. When it, Now, when Twilight Princess was over, I was ready for them to like, yo, okay, you're going to have to like reinvent Zelda. Like You can't just do this again. But as of last yeah. ride, I did enjoy it. So yeah. I'm ready to play it again on Switch. Where is it? Bring it to me now. I'm ready. I'm waiting. It's I like, am still on. holding out for them to do like a Zelda maker. It, it seems yeah, like such you would an think that'd be idea. the next logical thing. Yeah, yeah. It's kind you of hilarious think. to think of a load of people with Steam Decks with Wii U emulators on them because they kind of oh, look like yeah. Wii U's already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the fu- finally sick. the the dream of the wii u was finally realized by steam yeah, <laughs> yeah. it would be kind of an ironic twist of fate all but tw- uh all 12 yeah. of us are finally avenged <laughs> yeah 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 i remember getting uh the wii u i think we i think we might have got it early here because we were we were doing something with nintendo at the time so i think it was like yeah i think that's what it was I th- oh no i remember now they, I think I was able to pick them up from like Nintendo had a, had a, their own thing in, in LA and they were like, well, if you come up to LA, you can actually pick up the Wii U and, and get it for yourself. And, uh, I think we got them for all of us here, but Sean couldn't because his child was being born. Uh, and yeah. oh my God. So, so it was serious. And, and so I wasn't going to be in, I mean, it's not like I was going to be in the room while that was happening. So I was <laughs> like, well, I'll go get the Wii U's for everyone. And, uh, you, uh, you know, have that kid. And, uh, and then I remember this is the nature of the internet. I'm going to expose the raw nature of the internet is I posted about that, that day. I was like, I was picking up, we use, but congratulations to my friend. He just had a kid. And I got like hater comments that were like, wow, your, your, 
<laughs> one of your best friends has a kid and you're off getting Nintendo games? Wow. And it's like, <laughs> was I supposed to deliver the kid? Like, what, what were you thinking I was going to do? Hey, good. Oh, no, no, let me get in here. Wow. Yeah, it seems to be going good. Yeah, the head's breached. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so anyway, I'm just, I'm still a little mad about that. You know, the haters were coming out that day, but um, it was worth it for the Wii U so I could plug it in and start a uh, 14 and a half hour update. So, yeah. I think oh that's, god i forgot about that that's like the nature. yeah that day that day one update was uh i think we did a whole video about it at one point it, uh i believe it was called the update of a lifetime and it was about <laughs> specifically that that day one update that just never ended so N- nintendo had to be dragged kicking and screaming into the internet age <laughs> yeah. isn't that funny i i, I just remember uh I remember when all the, it was the era with GameCube, PS2, Xbox. And I remember how exciting that was. It was like, yo, PS2, it's going to, you know, eventually they're going to get an adapter. You can go online. Oh, okay. And then, you know, Dreamcast could kind of already do that. So that was yeah. a big deal already. But PS2, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're working on it. It might even be broadband. Oh, cool. And then the regular Xbox came out. I can't say Xbox One anymore because it gets confusing. But uh, that first Xbox comes out and it's like, yeah, we're just doing broadband whoa oh my god like no one i know even has broadband yet this is like a future system wow and then yeah i remember specifically like they were interviewing nintendo at like space world or some old show they used to do or something like what's your online plan and they were like well we don't know (laughs) oh oh yeah that that's it and it's like well we don't know really like how do you make money from that i don't know oh okay and that was it they just dropped it there yeah, a lot um, of people think the internet's going to catch on, but Nintendo's not uh, banking on it. It's, yeah, it's really incredible. <laughs> it's really incredible how, you know, like it's 2022 and occasionally I still hear about friend codes. You know, it's like, what? Yeah. what what's going on here? <laughs> I don't know. They'll get it by like, you know, two generations from now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would hope, but, you know, we'll see. Before I die, it'd be cool to see them kind of do the internet in a, you know, engaging way. Yeah, I mean, we're seeing companies kind of just, you know, you're talking about playing some of the older like Zelda games and stuff, but you know, we we definitely they're 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 kind of like releasing them and kind of just like drip feeding them. Uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of waiting for that Metal Gear collection, but Konami did they did treat us last week at the State of Play. Oh. We got that Calabunga collection, baby. Calabunga. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a good time. I'm, you know, I think so. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm sure that'll be fun, but I don't want to yell Calabunga. I want to yell Snake. So give yeah. me that. Give me that collection. I'm, I'm sure no one here agrees with me, but I do want a Metal Gear collection on the Switch. Yeah. No, actually, I think we all agree with you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. The there whole was- gag is that no one here's into Metal Gear. No, I'm just kidding. All right. No, I'm, I'm uh, slow on the uptake. God damn it, no, 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 no. I'm just not funny. <laughs> I'm look, look, man. I'm like a damaged spouse here. Okay, <laughs> like I've been coping with this for a while now. Mm-hmm. Apache's catchphrase is, uh, "I'm not into games that have big ro- What is it? I don't. I'm not into games that have big robots. Yeah, I'm not really interested in games with giant robots. I said, yeah. I, I said the other day, I was like, oh, I don't really play any Japanese games, and uh, <laughs> you know that just went over people's heads as well. Yeah. All, all jokes aside, I have been on some podcasts before that were for, you know, in like enthusiasts of certain subjects. Mm-hmm. And it really is like no one likes that subject. I, I, that, I, I joke here, but that has happened to me before where it's like, yeah, come on to our, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, Super Sentai monsters. 
okay. And then I'll be on that podcast and they'll be like, yeah, aren't, aren't don't they all suck? Yeah, these are all stupid rubber suits. Yeah, they used to be good, but they're not good. And it's like, why, why are you recording this? You don't into it anymore. Like, yeah. that's happened to me multiple times. So, you know, I was testing the waters there, but you all passed. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> it hurt a bit to see there was a, there was a news uh, story on the PlayStation blog where one of Konami's senior producers was like, ever since we started releasing collections, the response from our fans has been emphatic on what we should do next. Give us the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> our fans said, give us the turtles. We are listening. Wow. Yeah, that is, uh, wow. As, uh, as SilentHill.com and MetalGear.com lose yeah. their domain ownership. Here is the thing, though. Like, this is, it's 13 games with this Cowbunga collection, all right, that are basically yeah. spanned from arcade all the way up to Super Nintendo. You know, you got some Genesis yeah. and some NES games in there. So what what is it to port that and get it on some systems? <laughs> you know, it's like throwing yeah. some emulators on a disc or, or yeah. you know, into a package. But with Metal Gear, it's definitely a lot more. We know that they've got the licensing with the stock footage shit going on right now. So that's, that's like, I'm just, oh, you know, we've yeah. gotten the Contra collection. We've gotten the Castlevania collection. Now we've got Ninja Turtles. Like, I, you know, Konami. They're running out of series to port. That's what I'm saying. Like, they've got my IPs. Like, this is this is why I love this company. You know, so it's like all they really have left is Metal Gear and Silent Hill. So it's just like, give us those collections and we're good. Like, nah, you're getting just, another skateboard. Rocco, you might not know about this, but right now it's almost impossible to buy any of the Metal Gear games because all... Yeah, um, on Steam, yeah, right? I digital. think I did hear about this. On good old games, like everything, yeah. On any of them. All digital oh, uh, sales for MGS 2 yeah. and 3 are gone because of expired digital licenses, yeah. That's right. It, 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 was, the, it was the stock footage in the game? Is that what you... Yeah. Did? That's what it was? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, well... We looked into the pricing of that, too. This shit is, like, for a 10-year license, it's, it's not cheap. And there's multiple clips, yeah. and, like, we were sitting there going, like, Damn, is this worth the ROI for them as a company? You know, oh, trying to sit there like think yeah. of it as a business. Like, how much are we going to pull in with this fucking collection? Like, huh. well, you know. all the more reason to release a really good one. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, everybody will buy it. That's the, that's the thing. Like, like yeah, I think they need to realize that if they I, if they put the investment into getting these clips back, it's going to be like, well, we need to actually make a new product, i.e., a port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like, like hating yourself with a series and like the state <laughs> of play, yeah. I, like, I don't know if y'all empathize with this, but at the beginning of that state of play, there was this Capcom game and then these dinosaurs came out <laughs> oh, and I was yeah. like, whoa, what is this? And then there was a girl with short red hair and then I was hoping it was Dino Crisis, and it, I was hoping it wasn't Dino Crisis, and I was thankful yeah. it wasn't Dino Crisis, but yeah. still ultimately disappointed. I, th I think they're testing the waters to see what the response to that game will be, and based on that, they'll do Dino Crisis or not. That is the wrong way to test that. It yeah, is a completely very different style of that, game. But that wouldn't be the only time that they tested the waters in an unsatisfactory way, because if you, I'm sure all the fighting game fans remember you know, hey, when are we going to get a new Darkstalkers game? Oh, uh, well, not enough of you bought that uh, umpteenth collection of them that we made. And it's like, well, yeah, we're, we're ready for a new one. Like, wh why are we being punished for that? Same thing happened with, uh, it, it drove me nuts The uh, with Chrono Trigger. People were like, are, are you ever going to kind of return to that world? And it's like, well, we re-released re it on DS and not enough of you bought it. And it's like, well, 
Yeah, I I owned already it already. Played like, it. What, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I played it twenty times on Super Nintendo. <laughs> although, although I will say on my end, I did support it. I I will buy that on any device that will play it. But yeah. but yeah, it was just kind of like you're you're going off that. Like I don't know, man. Can you imagine? I mean, just not to not to go off on Chrono Trigger now, but oh, go ahead. If they announced a new one today, do you? That would break the internet. Am I? Am yeah. I wrong? Heads would explode. No, no, no you're am you're I? Right, am I in my own little bubble on that? I don't think so. Yeah, because this whole um, this whole Chrono Cross thing, like everybody's like, oh, great, yeah. yeah, like okay, cool, but like, damn it, that's not really the news that we wanted. I mean, at least give us yeah. a, a but, Chrono Trigger yeah. update, but that, maybe that's in store. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. that will show people. No, Chrono Trigger is like the one game that's revered almost as much as Final Fantasy VII, and you saw how the yeah. remake announcement went. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, right before we, uh, you know, I think we were talking uh, as soon as I came in here, but about uh, things that happened right before the pandemic. Uh, we, we were in Japan, like right before all this stuff shut down and, uh, I'd never been to Osaka before. And there was a lot of great stuff there. And, you know, it's like, oh, let's go buy, there's some game stores down here. There's some really cool shops down here. It was, you know, it was really, really wonderful. And honestly, like as soon as everything is like, okay to do it, I really want to go back. But, uh, that's a whole separate tangent, but we're walking down past these shops and I'm telling you like half of these game stores, and things of that nature, they're playing, you know, different games in the TV in the window. You know, some of them, it's the Yakuza uh, games. And a couple of them, it was, I think FF7 Remake had, had wasn't, no, it wasn't out yet. But they were, you know, they were playing the trailer for it, you know. And I'm telling you, the other, the, the other game that these shops had, the one that wasn't new was Chrono Trigger. Like if there was ever an example of like, oh, they're going to show a retro game in this display, they, it was Chrono Trigger. And it's yeah. like, yeah, seems like everyone is like on that still. Like what <laughs> the fact that, <laughs> yeah, we're just not going to touch that just seems weird to me. Um, and I can't imagine it's just based off of that DS version didn't sell. Like that just, that just does not compute to me. That DS version is ridiculous to buy on ebay or anywhere now oh, it's, yeah, it's i've heard yeah. just unbelievable and i mean that was yeah. that it was almost that much like the year it came out uh, yeah i think yeah. when it came out i was working at gamestop like a billion years ago and you know I, I think it was like several months after it had been out it was used for basically the new price and then yeah. it was more expensive than it was new and just yeah yeah, it uh yeah, I remember I think I got mine right before a trip. I picked one up in like in like a Best Buy or something. I remember it had the sticker on it that was like the first pressing comes with this poster or whatever. It was like, "Okay, cool." And then yeah, I remember I had other friends that were like, "I can't find it." I was like, "Oh. Sorry about that." But <laughs> Square man, at the I very thought, least seems yeah. good about at least occasionally learning from their mistakes. Yeah, you know? yeah. Where, whereas like Capcom, they are the masters <laughs> of taking the wrong lesson away from anything, <laughs> especially with regards to like Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. They still made the best Zelda game, though. What's that? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Capcom made the best Zelda game, Minish Cap. Oh. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Oracle games. No. I thought that too. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I liked all those. They were they weren't my favorite ones, but I did like them. I enjoyed them. Yeah, a good time. I mean, is it still wrong that I'm that I'm still kind of mad about Mega Man Legends three? 
You wouldn't believe how much in my house somewhere, I'd have to dig it up. You wouldn't believe how much Mega Man Universe stuff I have. You remember that game? Oh, God, I forgot about that. It was going to, like, make your own Mega Man or, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I was really going to, I, I don't know what was happening. This was, like, 2008 or nine. I don't remember. But uh, Comic-Con, they had, like, I, I was just right place, right time for a bunch of this. But uh, I think uh, Inafune was at Comic-Con and, you know, we were exhibitors. So we were in the hall before they opened. So I think I walked over to him like, hey, could you sign this thing? And he signed a poster for Mega Man Universe. That's and awesome. then right after that, we went to Tokyo Game Show that year. And they, it was like, again, we were, uh, I, I, I was there with another exhibitor there. And they, yeah, for some reason, I think before it opened, I, for so, some reason, they gave me a bunch of Mega Man Universe stuff. And then like a day <laughs> later, canceled. So I have... The amount of <laughs> merch I have for this game that never existed, I don't know. I, I'm not even like that big of a Mega Man guy, but for some reason, I have a drawer full of stuff for this game that never existed. Um, that's not. I know that's not Mega Man Legends oh Three, my gosh. but but uh, no, that's still I, hilarious though. I, I love I, 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 I love mean, stuff from a canceled project like that. You know, like the fact that they got to that merch stage and then we're just like, now nah, we're not going to do it. That's like yeah, having yeah. like a defective like coke like a defective product, the first line of it, and it's rare. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sure I've got some of those too. God. <laughs> well, I know this is kind of a trite question, uh, but going to conventions and things like that, I, I haven't mm -hmm. gone to a convention in, in ages and not even because of COVID, but oh, okay. just the number of connections you guys have to make the videos you've made are, are it's mm -hmm. just staggering. Is that, is that more or less how you've been able to do that is just going to, to conventions and just kind of <laughs> just rubbing elbows with people like that's, it's amazing. Um, I think, uh, a lot of it is, uh, Hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe, uh, I think, a I think it's a bunch of stuff. I think, uh, yeah. When we started doing, uh, you know, we did the videos for GDC back in like 2006, like the game developers conference, they needed some video stuff. We did it for them that year. I think that's what it was. Gosh, that was a long time ago. And, uh, you know, and then that went kind of good. And then we came back and we just kept, we kept going to that show for years. And definitely that was one where that's a show where, you know, it's really just developers going to it. So we had no, we had no right to be there. Really. We're just kind of like, <laughs> yeah, we made videos for this, but now that that's done. So we'll just kind of walk around and, you know, you didn't understand half of it. I'd, you know, I'd walk around the hall and it'd be like, yeah, this new, this new graphical engine uh, called, uh, hyper gen x 360 plus mobo I, i'm like yeah good yeah i'm not gonna use this but thank you you know like people trying to tell you about you know things they've made or whatever but even if you didn't understand it it was really neat being there like whoa like everyone hears on this wavelength they they make this stuff happen i don't know i've always appreciated video games from like the art side of it where it's like I don't, I'm the kind of person that like, I don't, I don't like playing games on, on a hard difficulty at all. I really just enjoy exploring them. Like, oh man, look, you made this. Like, you know, like I appreciate how it all comes together in a way. Yeah. That's always been my enjoyment of games. So being there and seeing how people do that was very, uh, I don't know. That meant a lot to me, but yeah, being at that event, it's really only developers. If, if, uh, you know, if, I'm using a random example, not that he would necessarily do this, but if Miyamoto, Shigeru Miyamoto was walking around on the show floor at San Diego Comic-Con, oh my gosh, forget it. It would be a mob. 
but at 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 GDC, he could kind of do that. You know, he's he's there, and it's like it's just other developers going like, oh, okay, cool. We're um, you know, oh, you must have yeah. a meeting. It's here not with. like a fan convention. Or you yeah, more the yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a little, every now and then there'd be something that's like, yo, okay, if you're a fan of this type of game, come to this thing and it's mm-hmm. cool. You know, again, everyone who works in games, I'm sure is a fan of something, but uh, this is where we had the advantage because we weren't working on anything important. <laughs> we would go to GDC every year and we would just be there to like shoot funny stuff. Well, no one else is there doing that. Everyone else there, you know, it, it, you know, bought a multi-thousand dollar badge so they could meet with the head of, you know, Epic Games. Well, that's not what we were there for. We're just there to film funny stuff. So um, through through the connections we made at GDC, they would help us. And it's like, well, yeah, okay. Um, you know, we would love to film a video with Yu Suzuki, the guy who made Shenmue. Is that possible? And it's like, oh, yeah, well, he, you know, he's just, he's at this event and he has, a, you know, a block of time between meetings. So if, you know, if it only if it can be under an hour, sure. And it's like, oh, yeah. well, we could film something in 20 minutes. It'll be hilarious. So I think uh, just doing that enough and going there every year and stuff like that, I think that really did a lot for us. So, you know, some, you know, I think in some people's situation, they would look at GDC as like, yo, I don't make games. It's pointless to go to this. Well, no one's more pointless than us. And we gained nothing but <laughs> <laughs> good things by going to that event. It's a great event. So, uh, and I guess they're finally doing it again. So, uh coming up so that's pretty good um, look man you got you got kojima to throw up the bird that that is an <laughs> oh, yeah. enormous accomplishment don't ever say you're useless <laughs> <laughs> well that was on uh that was yeah that was just that just happened out of nowhere because uh we had not um obviously yeah we, we well we hadn't we we kind of didn't do gdc the last few years and uh you know we hadn't heard from kojima in a while um, and, uh, we, we did our death stranding. Vi- we did, we made a death stranding <laughs> video just cause we wanted to do it. We thought it'd be fun. We, you know, we were all playing it. And so it was like, oh, there's a million things to, to, we could kind of make fun of in this game. I think uh, that's the best part about that is that you didn't include them in the main video, but you put them yeah. in the fucking behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So we did this main video and then, yeah, his, pe- his, uh, his people reached out and were just like, oh my gosh, he, um, you know what uh he's he should be part of this it's like well the video already came out and he's like well he's gonna be in la for the game awards we got to do something come on and it's like well we don't have any other videos in the works but we're finishing this behind the scenes video i was almost done with it yeah and it was like and then i i pitched it to the other guys i was like what if we pretend hideo directed the video and this behind the scenes (laughs) sells that sincerely I was like, yeah, okay, that would definitely be an unexpected twist if you clicked that video and he was behind the camera on our stupid video. Um, and so, and then that was an extra enjoyment because an extra enjoyment for me because we gave, so we did that. We met him in a just a parking garage in LA. And uh, it was great because we handed him the camera, like, okay, purposely film me, but film it purposely bad yeah. so that we can act like we kicked you off of the, project you know that you weren't good enough uh and it's great because he filmed i mean it's the worst footage you've ever seen and (laughs) and i'm watching it and i'm like you know kojima really did direct part of this video i can say that now you know i can it's it's all uh footage of our feet but we can say it so um you know it was a lot of fun anyway they were they were totally like just like yeah whatever you want to do let's do it and he really wanted to 
uh, when we kicked him out in the video, when we kick him out, uh, he was real. we, you know, we, we kind of threw a few things out like, well, maybe you could do this or you look sad or, you know, we, we had this idea that he would wait in the car for a long time. And that we thought that was kind of funny. Like here's this talented guy just sitting in my car, not with nothing to do bored, but, and, and they were into that, but he really wanted to flip us off. And then uh, was that wait was wait that was his idea that was yeah that was like we were like you know well you know you could act however you want just you're disappointed and you walk away and then he just kind of looked at us like okay what about and he held his middle finger up and we were like yeah if you're good with that okay and then we did the take and he do you guys curse on the show I can't remember oh yeah Yeah. we're good man go for it so then he puts his middle finger out and goes fuck and walks away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we were like, whoa, did not expect that. And, uh, and then, yeah, he, he kept doing other takes where he was every time yelling that word and flipping us off. And then, yeah, his assistant, as soon as it was over, was like, yeah, that's really funny. We're going to bleep that. Right. Are we good to bleep that? It was like, yeah, oh, of course, of course. So, um, yeah, anyway, so that, yeah, that was, that was entirely his, uh, his, his idea to, make it as vulgar as possible. But I do, I do prize the possession, you know, having, I have the uncut footage of, uh, Hideo screaming fuck. Um, and I I keep that (laughs) to myself, you know, it's just like, that's a personal prize. Put it on eBay for like a million dollars. NFT. You know, you know, maybe, you know, and I'll split it with them. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll work out a deal. We'll work out a deal. Future minister of education award for fine arts by the ministry of cultural affairs from the government of Japan. Yelling fuck. That's right. He got that award. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he, I'm glad he's able to accept awards again. That's, that's a good thing. Doesn't have to have Jeff Keighley go out there. And... <laughs> you guys were talking probably a few weeks ago on yeah. the Mega 64 podcast. Uh, you were talking about like growing up, you know, in the 80s and stuff, kind of growing up with like the the typical military stuff and not really being into that, you know, like G.I. Joe or, you know, just those kind of yeah. series like that. But then what uh, what Metal Gear kind of brought forward was like that, that sense of, uh, you know, like a fantastic setting where there's yeah. this weird shit going on. Uh, yeah, I thought you guys really, really, you know, closed in on it right there. It's like, you know, Metal Gear is something kind of just different, you know, than normal uh, yeah. military shit. Absolutely. I, I am. Al- I have always been a fan of things that walk the line, you know, when it comes to like, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff out there that's like hard sci-fi, you know, okay, Star Trek. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's sci-fi from the moment you walk in. It's it's starships and space and whatever. Yeah, don't get them started on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've always loved stuff that, walk that line you know i was really into the tv show lost when that aired because it was like you know oh 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 yeah a bunch of people stuck on uh you know they they crash on an island okay that's an okay premise oh but there's a little there's a sci-fi thing okay and metal gear did that perfectly but i have to say like when that when that was kind of first blowing up i you know I, i i did not play the series from the beginning uh, when it came out, I, I always thought it was like, oh, it's a bunch of military stuff sneaking around. That, that is just not my thing. It, my first metal gear game was four it, metal gear. Solid four was the first one I played Oh wow! because I, I kept hearing about how it was concluding and, you know, people online kind of debating about what do you think about this and that. And as I was seeing this, I was like, Whoa, this is way b- more bizarre and borderline supernatural than I, <laughs> than I ever expected. That had to be so confusing. 
It it was, but um, so but I was kind of I was kind of fascinated, like, whoa, where did the lore go in this series? And then <laughs> that sounds like fate, a great trip. <laughs> yeah, well, as fate would have it, uh, I was flying back from the East Coast in like 2008, the week the game uh, I think came out, um, and uh, I was uh, flying out of like Philly or something, and the flight it was one of those terrible airlines where I got there and it was like, oh, you actually had to get here even earlier. So we're, we're locking you out. It's like, well, I'm here. Like I have no bags. <laughs> oh, no, I have no bags. I'll just walk on the flight right now. I'm good. No, you actually had to check in, um, even earlier than you did. And it's like, I'm ah. ready. I'm so I had to wait like six hours at the airport for another flight or something crazy. And I, I sat there and I was like, what could I, what, how do I kill six hours? And I was like, you know, that new Metal Gear looks pretty cool. What? I'm just going to read the lore on Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, no. And I sat, oh, no. I sat and went through the entire thing, and I was like, this kicks ass. I'm ready to play this. <laughs> and that game, was that, it was a 10 out of 10 experience for me. It was like, dude, I've never seen the commitment to a game's story like I have in this. This game had the balls. This is this is my first entry into Metal Gear, and I'm just watching this like this game had the balls to just kick you to the curb for a minute. Oh, you're having fun playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a 90 minute movie about what's happening next. <laughs> and I just appreciated that boldness so much. I was yeah. like, I have never seen a game just walk in with that much gusto that you could just go, yeah, you're done playing for a while. Sit down, pop the popcorn check this out you know and so when that was over they won two guinness world records for that that's un- and well deserved um i i think i deserved a, a similar guinness award for how long i held my pee in but that's another story but <laughs> uh, give us a warning before like hey this is about to be 90 minutes just so you know and like, 14 I mean, does that, preload. final fantasy 14 does that i think whoever did that like learn that from metal gear solid 4 i was well I, hey i was just about to say i was just about to bring up final fantasy even before 14 i'm going old school even back in the day i want to say like I could be remembering this wrong, but I thought it started with the Super Nintendo ones, maybe the PlayStation ones, that there would be times where it was like, hey, we're going to stop the game for right now. Save. Like, you better. Yeah, yeah those, those oh, yeah. intermittent yeah. saves. Yeah. The ominous <laughs> save point. Yeah. Yeah. That was your unspoken. I even. I, yeah. Because I remember seven doing that. It's like, uh, yeah. OK. I need to tell you what happened with Sephiroth in uh, Nibelheim. OK. And then just go to black. You want to save? And it's like, oh, we're in for the long haul. So, yeah, that I mean, so that has been a thing. I, you know, maybe Metal Gear should look to that. But yeah. I was just blown away by the presentation of that game and how far it committed to its lore. I love a good lore dump. Some people are like, oh, the exposition. I'm like, I could eat this up all day. Uh, Same here. So I was loving it. I was loving it. And then once I beat that, I was like, welp, the rest of my summer will be playing these in (laughs) the going back and playing the rest of them. So did you do it in release order from there? Uh, I think I'm trying to remember if I, I think part part of me thinks I think I might have played them in a very weird order. I'm trying to remember. I might have just gone four, one, two, three. Metal Gear Machete order. I need to hear the Rocco order. Hold on. That's what I did. <laughs> no, I think I did four, one, two, three. I think. Okay. Uh, did you do any of the uh like Metal Gear, like the MSX 
the retro ones? Like no, I mean I had played those kind of back in the day and was not very good at them. But okay. so I, I, but you know I read the lore behind them. I I absolutely read any any story bit you could extract from them. I had read, gotcha. but uh, no, I've played I played the first one. I've I've attempted it quite a few times. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, no, but other than that, I played the solids from, um, I think after that it was one, two, three. And I played at the time I, I had seen a lot of the original metal gear. So, uh, uh metal gear solid, I should say on PlayStation, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like that was entirely foreign to me, but I hadn't played through it all myself. Uh, gotcha. so, b- so I did, I was like, you know, I, I think I know enough about that. I want to play, and this might be controversial, but I, I was so into Metal Gear, I bought Twin Snakes. And I was like, okay, if I, I'm going to see how this is compared to the other one. And I, I honestly, I really enjoyed it. I've since, you know, I've, I've played both versions uh, multiple times at this point. But uh, I, I, I've always, I, you know what, I'm pro, I've always been pro Twin Snakes. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It's a good game. It's a good time, yeah. Yeah. I think where people get pissed off is like when you start saying it's like, hey, this is the definitive replacement for the original PlayStation <laughs> yeah, One. And it's sure. like, all right, let's 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 yeah. simmer down. Like yeah, well, slow down that, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, really, I mean, yeah, but every I, fandom's I, got sort of their hot button issues that yeah. are just ultimately dumb. But so. I do yeah. love it. It's a great time. Like, yeah, Twin Snakes is like just yeah. I love the uh, the headcanon that it's uh, it's Otacon retelling the story. It's like, you know, it's kind of just like hyped yeah. up a little bit and he's kind of exaggerating and just, you know. Him at a bar, like, let me tell you, he backflipped off a missile. <laughs> off a fucking missile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, to me, and 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 my favorite type of media, I, I've said this on our own podcast and uh, other stuff a billion times, so there might be some people tired of me saying this, but my favorite media always walks that line of like, serious and funny you know like if you can walk that line perfectly where it's like this is the most serious thing ever but like what are we doing um i love that you know where it's where it's like camp it's like legitimately great but also campy um and i thought twin snakes did that really well i'm laughing oh no 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 i should just say in general i think metal gear is that's what it does the best so yeah so when I saw him, you know, backflipping off a missile or whatever, I'm like, hey, man, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I'm along for the ride. You know, I'm I, you know, <laughs> there I, is uh, that meme that like compares all the original games. It's like, OK, so you're telling me all this bullshit in the originals and like you're going to complain about backflipping off on missiles and twin snakes. OK, I got yeah. you. Yeah, like- <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even backflips off Ocelot on a motorbike in Metal Gear Solid 3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I was forgiving. I do love that hallway flip in uh in Twin Snakes when he's sitting there outside of uh Liquid Snake and Ocelot and he just like does a cartwheel over the hallway or like or the door <laughs> threshold. Like six feet in the air. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. And then ten minutes later, like Liquid does like a cartwheel type thing. Like a cartwheel jump on the ledge by Metal Gear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been a while since I played that, but there's some there's some good there's some good maneuvers in that one. Did you ever get around to some of Kojima's other games like Snatcher and Police Knots? Uh no, not really. I know I know friends who, I have friends who are really, really into those. Uh and again, I've kind of like experienced them through them, through um, you know, bits and pieces. But no, I'd never actually had, you know, because I there never was a convenient way to play them for me. We painstakingly kind of recreated a police knots poster to be in the background of our Metal Gear video we did, but that's that's probably the longest experience I've had with <laughs> with with either of those. Oh, Nitro, do you want to tell him the MIDI story? Oh, right. Yeah. So we told Garrett this, but yeah. 
Yeah, this oh. is kind of funny. Um, the Metal Gear Solid Sweeted video that you guys did, which yeah. is amazing. It's the highest production value sweeting <laughs> I've ever seen. Oh, Just, thank you. Yeah, I love that video. <laughs> Thanks. Wow, thank you. Um, but there's a scene in it where I'm going from memory. It's been a while, but you've got a, one of the exclamation points pop up behind a guard and you oh. play the sound and the, and the alert music that yeah. plays with them. Right. Yeah. Um, you guys used a MIDI that I made when I was a teenager. <laughs> oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> shoved hilarious. onto VG music. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Were you, were you and, happy or mad when you. I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. I, I somehow made it into a Mega a oh. 64 video. Wow. Well, I'm glad. Uh, yeah, I, I uh, a lot of times for those videos, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I really like to dig into like old sites or like, uh, you know, for like our Ava video, I was digging, I was digging middies off of like old like tripod websites from, <laughs> from the late 90s, like, G, like Angel Fire websites, Geo stuff like cities. that a lot. Right. Yeah, GeoCities. The 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 MIDI's are small enough that they exist still on some sites like oh, yeah. that in some They're like KB big. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, every now and then I like to dig those up. It just adds to the fun to me. Um, and uh, so I'm glad. Yeah, I hope that was okay. I I try to reach out. No, when yeah, I can that was amazing. To uh, you know, make sure it's cool. But um, oh, there was no way you were gonna find me from that thing. Yeah, I figured no one would mind if. It- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made that in like early 2000s, I think. That's so. awesome. What what a small world. Well, thank you so much for giving us that gift of music. <laughs> <laughs> that terrible 10-second clip. <laughs> you guys uh are y'all going to maybe do some some future Metal Gear projects? Uh maybe maybe sweet some Metal Gear Solid 2 action or Yeah, you know, know, we we've talked about uh doing like, yeah, what we did that Metal Gear video, what's what's next and um, you know, we, these types of videos that we do, we call it our in five minutes series is we, yeah, we recreate these big stories and try to make them all with homemade materials. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just explaining this in case anybody hasn't, hasn't seen these or whatever. We, we, uh, you know, yeah, we did the entirety of metal gear solid and it's all made out of like cardboard and yarn and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we, we really enjoy doing it. We, we've done more kind of anime we we find i don't know i think the tricky thing with metal gear is that it's all kind of based on real world gear and so i think for a lot of people when we put that out there were a lot of people that were like well this actually just looks like the gear like like <laughs> it's almost <laughs> it was almost too good it's too good yeah. whereas whereas yeah. like when we've done like dragon ball z or evangelion these are such colorful weird things that when you recreate them in cardboard, it's like immediately hilarious. Cause like, Oh my God, what are you trying to do here? Like, you know, yeah. the dragon balls are made out of basketballs and uh, freezes got a trash can on his head. You know, you know, it's, <laughs> it's kind of immediately funny. Whereas metal gear, honestly, our, our buddy Garrett, he built all the props. He, he almost did too good a job where it was like, Oh, you straight <laughs> yeah. up made this. Like, so it's hard. We've, we've been trying, we've been thinking about it, but, um, yeah, it's 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 hard because we really want to continue the Metal Gear series, but we also love the the zaniness and the colorfulness of anime. Um, and you know, Kojima has already told the story so well. It's like, well, what else can we add to it? But it was fun doing this the original Metal Gear Solid story. And two is, you know, batshit enough that I just feel like uh, it would. It How would do you lend parody itself. that? Yeah, it would be. Yeah. It would lend itself to a really fun video. So yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it's kind of up in the air. 
We have a few more other ones I think we want to do first, and then maybe we want to return to the Metal Gear world. Return to Mother Base, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we do know that you're uh, you're big into the the figures and stuff. You do your, oh, yeah. you do your figure review. Yes. I mean, I don't know if you've seen what Konami's been doing with their collectibles and merchandise lately. It's 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 been it's been pretty. Oh, shoddy, I thought you were gonna but, say uh, I don't know if you've seen what <laughs> Konami's doing with their figure update videos because I was like, are they are they ripping me off? What are they What are they doing? <laughs> Get me on. Uh, they haven't released shit uh, oh, lately. Okay. Actually, yeah. It's, okay. <laughs> they're just releasing a bunch of skateboards for Silent Hill. That's that's kind of where that. Well, right I now. mean, that is kind of the the unaf- I mean, it, that's the spiritual successor, really. That's the true sequel we wanted was to be able to <laughs> finally uh, do a uh, 360 vert. Is that a is that a trick name? I don't know. Probably, <laughs> probably. Okay. I think you just put words together and you'll get one eventually. Yeah, Tr- fair enough. It, I don't understand why they would make a Silent Hill skateboard when Metal Gear is right there and it literally has a skateboarding mode. <laughs> I think they're, I, if you want my opinion, and I don't, I don't know anything, but I have a feeling they've got a way bigger thing on deck for Metal Gear and they're just kind of like, yeah, okay, and do this other stuff, but we got a bigger thing planned. For metal gear yeah it does feel like it's a weird like I hope a so. timing thing like where yeah. like if the movie's coming out they want to like time it with that and i, I don't yeah, know yeah. I, i've always been thinking like they're like they're saving up for metal gear they know that metal gear is like the big thing in the bank like waiting on it i would so. think so yeah <laughs> yeah do you, do you have any uh like uh, i know you're not you know i know gentlemen don't discuss prices and stuff but do you, do you have any like uh highly coveted like metal gear collectibles or anything that you're really proud of or uh yeah um well let me i'll get out of the way first the thing that burns me the most is as i mentioned you know a lot of these conventions we do we're we're exhibitors you know we'll have like our own booth there whatever and so sometimes we're there before the hall opens you know we got we we kind of grew t- to know konami we worked with them a bunch of times and so you know like we do san diego comic-con every year and so i would always stop by their booth like oh what kind of cool stuff do they have like i'd love to you know they they, for a while they were doing those like gunmetal phone cases which uh would prevent anyone from calling me because the reception would go to zero bars you know but it was worth it because they looked (laughs) so cool so i had some of those i had like one of the like a death stranding one of those before the game was even like remotely out so that was kind of cool whatever but the thing that burns me is i remember uh i i i got all the metal gear play arts kai figures i have all of them oh um, man i pre-ordered all of them the moment they would come out and i got them all people are always like oh you have quiet like that you can't get it. oh yeah i got them all i got them the day they came out i was on it those are the expensive ones yeah <laughs> uh but the one i didn't get is I remember going to their booth the morning before Comic-Con opened and I'm like, Ooh, what's this? Cause cyborg ninja was not out yet. And I was waiting for it to come out and they were like, yeah, we got cyborg ninja here, but it's like a different, it's like a different color version just for Comic-Con. And I was like, Oh, oh the red one. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want that. Like I want the reg, I want the, give me the one with the colors that are actually in the game. Okay. And then like, it had like a, it had a version of his head where the helmet opened up and it was actually, you could see gray Fox in there and all that. And I was like, nah, I'm just going to wait for the regular color version. They, they made like a hundred of those things. Like that thing was sold out that day and never came back around again. That thing is worth so much money. And I had it right there. I was holding it and I was like, nah. And what burns me the most is what, from what I understand, and I could have this wrong. 
there was confusion in the production where, you know, they wanted to make that their Comic-Con exclusive. And then they made the regular one. It still didn't come with the head where it opens up. Like they, they were like, like the manufacturer thought, oh, well, that's just for Comic-Con, right? And it's like, no, it's just that the, the red one is for Comic-Con and this one isn't, you know? So they, they, you never got the head that opened up or anything. It was like kind of, I mean, the color was right, but the, the product was a little inferior because it, it was missing that. So when the, when the final version came out. So anyway, I'm bummed I didn't get that one. Um, and then the other thing that was a mixed blessing, I would say my most prized figure in the Metal Gear world would be um i got uh well uh, there was one year that uh oh no these were on different years i got the bronze phantom pain uh venom snake like they did a bronze one just for that year i did i was i did i learned from the cyborg ninja mistake nice yeah yeah so i picked that one up no but a year or two before that yeah it was at least a couple years before they uh they were selling for the first time it was uh uh they were selling kaz miller um, like from peace. I think it was the peace Walker edition. And I was like, cool. Th- you know, those figures were all kind of a little overpriced. So it was like, yeah. yeah. Okay. I just won't buy a couple other collectibles, but I, I love to open. I have a whole shelf dedicated to these figures. So I was like, this will go perfect. I have a, I already have the spot laid out for them. I'm going to pose them right here next to, you know, all the other peace Walker characters. I, I, I'm, I got the perfect spot for it. And I bought that figure. And then as soon as I, I'm telling you, I grabbed the figure, walked in behind the table of our booth, and as soon as I turned around, Hideo and, um, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking out on the artist's name. Oh my God, this is so stupid. Yoji Shinkawa? Yeah, Shinkawa. Yeah, duh. Mm-hmm. I'm, on the spot, I forget names a lot, and I apologize. Same. You're good. They walked right up and were like, yo, hand me that. Okay? And he drew a whole drawing on the packaging yeah on the on the window where you could see the figure he drew kaz like like a profile shot of him and they all wrote on it and then uh some of the voice actors from metal gear uh who were there walked up um uh the woman who played uh raging raven is that the character's name it's been a while yeah uh like she signed like it's all on there you cannot even see the figure in there anymore and so i'm like i really value this but i also was like damn do I buy another one of these and I could display the figure? Like, what do I, am I buying this twice now? Like, this is already expensive. So yeah. that was, that was in the moment I was like, damn, what do I do now? But then it's like, dude, stop complaining. Like they all signed this. So I keep that. That's like a prize thing. I put on the shelf next to my, uh, metal gear, peace Walker, Mountain Dew. <laughs> I saw you were having that same struggle with that, uh, with that Wolverine figure. That yeah. You got with the, uh, <laughs> when he's yeah. in the bed looking I, at the picture. Yeah, I got yeah. this wolf. Yeah, I got this Wolverine. I was going to take it out of the box. It, it, you you know, got number one? <laughs> yeah, and then it was number one. Oh, yeah, out of 3,200, you got the number one. It's like, well, I can't open the damn thing now. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, my yeah, gosh. This is the, have, I've never, this is the worst problem going on in the world right now, I'll tell you. Like, yeah. it's really, I can't think of anything worse that could happen. Um, <laughs> it's definitely not a first world <laughs> issue at all. So, you know, it's definitely, it's, it's, it's difficult. My fucking figure's number one. God damn I it. No, I can't even open Sometimes it. I catch myself in those moments just like, no, I got to buy a second Wolverine. This is the worst <laughs> thing ever. It's like, Rocco, I think things could be a little bit worse. I, I just do it or don't. Really, it doesn't matter. Okay. I, uh, anyway. No, nah, dude, I, I have kind of a story like that. I was at a signing for Kojima at the Smithsonian, 
and I couldn't oh my find God, my that's awesome. I couldn't find my essentials collection because this was 2012 and the HD collection hadn't come out yet. So I had to bring my oh. copy of Metal Gear Solid Four, and I felt like the biggest asshole. <laughs> why? 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 What's wrong with that? I just it wasn't. Oh man, there. Do you want me to cover it? Or yeah, you got you're it? talking about the Alan Smithy stuff. I know. I know. We keep going back yeah. to Metal Gear Solid Four, but go ahead, Nitroid. <laughs> Short version: When when MGS Four was first announced, uh, Kojima did not make much of a mystery of the fact that he did not want to make it uh, oh. to the point that uh, he was advertising the game as being directed by Alan Smithy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember this now. So uh, obviously, you know, he sort of, uh, you know, eased into it and, and found his groove and and, yeah. and everything there. But, <laughs> but at the time. <laughs> he wasn't too proud of it. Yeah. But I get it. First world problems. I should be happy for meeting Kojima. Huh. Instead, I'm like crying because yeah. it was the wrong game. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I, I uh we uh, suddenly got thrust into doing a video for uh, it was um, for I believe it was Bloodstained where we were filming with the the Iga who who made Castlevania, and this was a last minute thing, so I didn't have a proper copy of of uh, Symphony of the Night or any of that stuff, and so I gra- the nearest thing I had was a greatest hits like cracked oh, version of it, <laughs> and I was like, well, it's something, and I. And because they told me, they were like, you know, you know, if you guys want him to sign something, he's happy to do it. And he, there was a point where we were waiting to film our video and it needed to be nighttime. So he was just sitting in my hotel room with nothing to do for like half an hour. I'm like, what is happening right now? And so I got that and brought it to him. And I was like, sorry, I could only get the greatest hits. And they kind of just looked at it like everyone kind of joked, jokingly looked at each other like, damn, it's the only one you could find. huh?" (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So. I felt a little embarrassed doing that, but at least there's a funny story, I guess. That does make me feel a little bit better, so. And, and Metal Gear Solid 4 is a, I, I, I don't know if you guys have gone a, around in circles or some don't like it or anything, but I mean, I love it, so I think, I still think that's pretty awesome. I've, I've come around a bit. Yeah, he, he did uh, change his opinion since uh, the new Matrix came out. That kind of made a bit. Him, a bit. Oh, He's like, wait a minute, I appreciate it now because <laughs> I, I kind of like this whole deconstructing thing. But yeah. This is my character arc. I've always been a fan. I thought it was great exposition-wise. Yeah. I, I was eating that shit up just like you said. It was, it yeah. was just good. Although, I will say, I you know, I, I talked before about how I played him in a weird order. I wouldn't have it any other way because... That was such a kick in the teeth with this lore. Like I said, it was such a like, oh my gosh. And, and, and you see the extent of how emotional they can kind of take it and how far they could go. Yeah. It was just bold to me. So then I played one and, oh, that was cool. And then two, whoa, that was kind of crazy. Kind of tired of looking at these metal hallways, but it, it, you bent my mind enough with where the story went that I enjoyed it. And having three be the finale for me <laughs> in, in, in my go around was like, that's okay. Well, that's instantly in my top five favorite games. Like that was just, Oh wow. That's actually a really cool way to finish it off. Actually. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. That, like, Oh, here's the motivation yeah. behind this guy, by the way, it like, left me he, just, he wasn't just a dick. Like, Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> it was really yeah. incredible. And then I just played four again to be, to be fair. But, uh, after yeah. that, but, but, but of my playing them for the first time, having three be, be, uh, kind of a conclusion to me was like oh my god i was not ready for that they only got better and better and still to this day that's that's my favorite one i know that's a hot i'm sure that's a hot take but you got any thoughts (laughs) on uh the phantom pain real quick before we wrap this up oh uh that was i i absolutely loved the phantom pain um i you know i think with me 
personally, I know some people were kind of like, yo, what happened with the story here? What's going on with this or that? Um, I know a lot of people who feel that way. And personally, I was so moved by the way four ended. And I was so bought into that. Like, whoa, you concluded the shit out of that story that when they announced five, I thought, well, that story's over. Um, so when I heard like, yeah, we're focusing more on this type of gameplay. I was like, oh, that's, that's what this one's about. Cool. So for me, it was like the greatest gameplay ever with a little more metal gear lore to snack on. That was like, for me, yep. 10 out of 10. Great. But, uh, I know a lot of people that were kind of like, you know, after four, they were hoping for another movie. And I, uh, you know, I, but, which I understand because some of the trailers they were putting out were so cinematic. It made you think like, oh, well, that's how this is going to be like the most harrowing story ever told, you know? And so, but I don't know to me, I, I guess maybe I've been working in, I don't, you know, obviously my job isn't marketing, but I've worked with, <laughs> we have kind of been involved in marketing with other companies so many times that yeah. maybe I just see through that now where it's like, Hey, you know, yeah, the trailer looks a certain way, but listen to what they're saying. It's like, this is, they're, they're focusing on gameplay. And also this story is concluded as hell. So like where, <laughs> yeah, this is just one little thing. Like how, how, uh, he's actually alive in the second. Yeah. Yeah. Too. Like it's like, yeah, by the way, that was a decoy. Yeah. Just, the first, you know, he didn't actually die. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So to me it delivered, it was like, yo, you know, here's some more lore to snack on. You know, you want to like, uh, you know, I was like getting, I was like getting pizza and listening to those tapes and just sitting there and I was having a great time. So I really enjoyed it. And I will say too, I mean, I not, I, I, I know it, there's like, definitely remnants of like, Ooh, you know, maybe this was cut out or maybe this was, you know, what, ha- what's the story behind this being omitted and what's this and that I, I will say to me that makes a, <laughs> I know this may be kind of a cop-out thing to say, but that makes something more interesting to me. So, so on top of already enjoying it, having this lore of like, okay, what was intended here? And you know, okay, chapter three, how come that this and that happened? You know, th- I, I love stuff like that. I think some people are just, I understand the thirst for closure and for like, no, I need to know what happened here. Why is, you know, was this incomplete? And if it was, how do I make it complete? But I, and even still like they gave us the fucking information that we need. They're like, okay, (laughs) here's this kingdom of the fly shit. Like if you really need to know, and like, and then people still were like unsatisfied from that. I'm like, guys, we have everything connect the fucking dots. It goes into metal gear from here. Exactly. And so at the end of the day for me, that's, that's where I was coming from is like, yo, four, four couldn't have wrapped this up harder. So I'm down for just, you know, more in a different way to play it, you know? So. I, uh, I, I had a great time. That's one of the few games I, you know, again, I'm not always sitting at home playing video games. I'll, I'll play on a portable or I'll play, I play, I play, I play, uh, I play games like a squirrel eats, you know, it's just little nibbles here and there. (laughs) I'm not binging all day, every day. That was one of the rare titles. And I could name like in across my whole life, maybe 10 that it was actually like, Hey, I'm not coming into work. Uh, why? Uh, sick. And it's like, I would wake up, play it until six in the damn morning, sleep, Mm -hmm. sleep a few hours, wake up. No, 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 no. I got to go back to this place and play it until I went to bed again. I can, I can name very few games. I was like that. 
I think I put like 300 hours in like my first yeah. playthrough of the Phantom Pain. So yeah, just gameplay alone. I rarely play any game that is, you know, when, you know, I, I like RPGs and stuff like that, but yeah. if it's like a 60 to 80 hour RPG, that's rare for me. Like, whoa, you went the distance that game metal, uh, uh, Phantom pain. Yeah. First playthrough. It was like, yeah. How long about, Oh, 180 hours. Oh, <laughs> fuck. when did yeah. I, how did I do that? Um, yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that was, that was a problem, but, um, I think it actually, I think it came out right before, uh, right after we had gone to PAX in Seattle. And I think I actually legitimately was sick. And I think it was the happiest I ever was to be sick. Cause it was like, <laughs> Ooh, God, I'm, I'm just a snot factory. Oh, you better not come into the studio. And I was like, wait a second, this might've worked out. And I played it for that whole week. Um, I know we were wrapping it up. Can I tell you one? funny anecdote from PAX. Yeah, absolutely. That okay. was just for your sake, man. We're, okay. we're all good. Yeah. Well, no, I, I you know, I, I should probably get going in a minute, but yeah, I think I've kind of told this story in pieces before and, and other stuff, but maybe, you know, it's, it, I have, you know, obviously I've, I haven't been on this show before. I want to share this because I think it's important and I want to clear my name and make it clear. Um, right. so before, so it was 2015 Phantom Pain came out, right? Isn't that when it came out? I think. I think so. That's yeah, that, that sounds, sounds right. right. Yeah, I think it was. So what was going to happen was PAX in Seattle, the big video game convention. We do it every year. That was going to happen. And then I think like the Friday during PAX or, or whatever. By the time I flew home after the show, the Phantom Pain was going to be sitting there waiting for me. No better feeling than that. Oh my gosh. Can finally play the new Metal Gear game after we finished the show, but PAX was getting closer. We were busy with a lot of stuff and it was like, damn dude, we don't have any new videos to show at this convention. Like, you know, we, we had a big panel planned and we don't have anything to show at it. And it's like, damn, what could we do? And it's like, let's not think too hard about it. Let's film just a fun video edit, you know, something we could edit in one night, just something fun. And we could at least show it at the event. Okay, cool. What should it be? Well, Metal Gear Solid Five's coming out. I, I I stayed away from everything. You know, I watched a couple of the cinematic trailers, but I didn't know anything about it really. Um, I, I, I you know, I, I wanted to go in fairly cold, but I was like, let's just do. We'll call the video Metal Gear Solid Five spoof, and it doesn't have to have anything to do with it. Like, let's just. It starts with us playing Metal Gear, and then something random happens. I wanted people to watch this video like, what the hell did that have to do with Metal Gear? Like, what was the point of that? You know, like I clicked Metal Gear Solid 5 spoof and then immediately they get pulled away from the game and something dumb happens. So we're just spitballing ideas. And I was like, okay, what if it was, you know, Kojima always has these big conspiracies. Well, what had just happened in the news was Jared Fogle had been uh, detained for <laughs> the spokesperson for Subway oh God, was going to jail. Dude, the last time I thought about Jared Fogle was at your show. So I just suggested to the guys, I was like, what if we do just a Kojima style conspiracy where Derek comes in the room? And again, we're just we're just making this up as we go along. There's no script. I was like, what if he just runs in the room and yells, holy shit, guys, I'm Jared Fogle. And it's like, what? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, we'll write a Kojima style story about what just happened with Jared, where it's like, oh, the, the one that they arrested isn't, isn't the real Jared. I'm the real Jared. He took the, 
like he took the it's like well oh well so you did all this bad stuff with the kids and all no 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 that's the fake jared i'm the real jared and now i'm it's it, like it, it made no sense it was like let's make this it'll be you know and that way it, at least it, the video doesn't have to do with metal gear but at least it's got that type of conspiracy in it where it sounds like something Hideo might have written, you know? So we were like, yeah, 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 let's do that. So we improvised this stupid video about two Jared Fogles, whatever. We showed it at our PAX panel. Oh, man, wasn't that great? The next day at our booth, we had people walk up. A couple guys, you know, well, at first it was just one dude. We walk up to the booth. Hey, um, I just think that kind of wasn't cool that you did that. <laughs> oh, no. like oh i'm sorry the oh, the God. maybe you know honestly maybe didn't people didn't want to hear about jared fogel you know that was kind of sensitive maybe <laughs> what happened so oh okay you didn't didn't like that no i just think like you know this game's not even out yet and you're spoiling it for everybody i just feel like that was that was really what? Un, that was really unlike you guys <laughs> and i was like i'm sorry i'm sorry what oh, and no. over the oh, course I, oh, of my God. over the course of the day now i have not played phantom pain yet uh, I did go, I did go, I should say just for clarification, I did get to play the first part of it at a Konami thing, like before that, you know, but I didn't know anything about the story beyond that opening scene. And, uh, throughout the entire day, I had the fucking phantom pain spoiled for me because people kept coming to the booth. <clears throat> hey, uh, I played a review copy and, uh, I think it's really messed up that you, you know, the whole two snakes thing, like you you basically spoil that for everybody. Oh. And I'm like, no. And, and if you look at our video, there's ways we worded things that were kind of close to what happens in the Phantom Pain. But over the course, I'm, I'm there at the booth oh, no. all day like, son of a bitch, are you kidding me? Like, I tried to stay away from story stuff. And all day long, people were like, yo, I played, I played a leaked copy. I just think that's messed up. You just Holy. like, basically, everyone was captive in that room and you just spoiled it for all oh of them. Like, I think God. that's fine. All day, people were just berating us for spoiling this game. And there were conversations online about how that was messed up. We did that and whatever. Oh, my God. So anyway, that was a pure accident. Nothing intended. It just sounded like something Kojima would do. And sure enough, we were right that he did do that. And the game <laughs> came out and there were two snakes. So the selection for societal subway. <laughs> yes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So just be careful. So this is a cautionary tale. Anybody out there, if you try to do a Kojima-esque story and then you try to factor sandwiches in, footlongs, whatever, <laughs> you try to factor in, you know, I'll just say any fast food, you know, you're, you maybe maybe you want to do kind of a Death Stranding take on Arby's or something. Be careful because the next title you might be taken away from the experience for somebody. So just be careful. Maybe just don't do it. It's incredible because a lot of people try to predict what Kojima will do and get it completely wrong. In fact, nights oh, of yeah. the time people try and play Kojima and they get it wrong. So it's fucking hilarious that you get yeah. it right with Subway. And you guys have your live show, The Last Laugh Tour on Blu-ray now, right? Yes. the the we we This live tour that we did that was broken into multiple parts because I don't know if you guys know about this pandemic that happened, but uh, <laughs> we, yeah, we toured in early 2020 legitimately moments before everything stopped. So we, we did that. It went away for a while, but then late 2021, we did the live tour again. And yeah, we made this great uh, Blu-ray featuring our live show and this uh, awesome documentary um, that, uh, our, our friend and editor Johnny here made, uh, where he followed us around through the whole thing. And 
really did a great job. It, it captures those last enjoyable moments before the world changed forever. But um, it's not about that though. So if you have fatigue <laughs> about hearing about, I know a lot of people and I'm one of them get fatigued hearing about like, here's, here's my story about what I did a year locked inside my house. And I'm like, yeah, enough. Okay. There's none of that in there. All right, Bo Burnham. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> but, but there, no, there, it's more than just, there's a lot of people doing that, but uh, yeah. it doesn't go into that really at all. It's more just, uh, just a, a kind of our first tour. We do an East coast tour in early 2020 and it's everything that happened on, when, when we're trying to do our first live tour ever. And um, yeah, this Blu-ray of, of this whole thing, it comes out. Uh, we're, we're being helped actually by our friends at limited run games. They, uh, they kind of helped get this physical uh, package together and it's coming out March 18th, Friday, March 18th. That's awesome. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're amazing. They're, they do great work. Um, but yeah, they uh, they helped us get this made, and it's going to come out. Yeah, Friday, March eighteenth, um, and it, it'll be at our store shop.mega64.com. Um, I think eventually it might be in the limited run store as well, but um, at least on release day, it'll be shop.mega64.com. Awesome, man! And in select subway locations, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be cheaper than the damn sandwich. When was the last time you went to Subway? What happened to the? La I'm going on our old man rant now. Um, first of all, gas prices. Second, it's uh, not even a five dollar footlong anymore. It's like a well, I heard yeah, a dude. They, on my trip the other day, saying I need you to put eighty four on pump three. Uh huh. And my jaw dropped. Yeah, probably it probably got you one gallon. Like holy crap. Well, food influencer, uh, main guy from Mega 64 for the past 18 years. You guys have done oh, 639 episodes of your podcast, man. It's, it's, oh it's really like impressive to see you guys like oh, continuously make me laugh and continuously entertain. And you guys are definitely my, my favorite video game podcast on the internet. Uh, oh my gosh. Thank you. Mega 64 podcast. You know, they're over on Twitch. They're on YouTube. Yeah. If you don't know him by now, what are you doing? Yeah, seriously. Uh, you know, who, who are you if you don't know? But Rocco, if you want to plug uh, where people can find you exactly on the internet. Yeah. You can go ahead with uh, that. Yeah. I mean, again, as you mentioned, Mega64, look us up on YouTube. Uh, Mega64.com is kind of a hub of all the stuff we do. And watch some of our videos, watch our podcast. I always encourage people to do that. But uh, as for my own personal stuff, I'm uh, Rocco underscore Bodie, B-O-T-T-E on Twitter, dude, I have to say, I have to, I know this episode's going to be like seven hours long, but, uh, my, my last name is just one letter away from bottle. So people make that mistake. Sometimes they'll add that L and I, I, I was on uh, a stream with yacht club games like a year ago or no, a year ago, a week ago. And, uh, I, they were putting out a promo image and I caught it just before it went out oh, where no. it just, it said bottle right under my face and it was <laughs> a bad experience. So don't write bottle. Uh, it, it's Bodie B O T T E. It's Rocco underscore Bodie. I'm on Twitter. Um, and yeah, Rocco Bodie on, um, yeah, I mean, uh, oh, on, uh, on Instagram, I'm Dr. Pock. That's the name of a character that I play D R P O Q U E. So yeah, go find those. And Hilarious. That's pretty much it. All right, man. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show, man. We really appreciate it. It's it's been a blast, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It was a blast. Yeah, this is this has been awesome. Yeah, seriously. Oh, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, next time you guys have any kind of subway, uh, you know, discussion or whatever. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I I really feel like Quiznos is underrepresented in the Kojima 
podcast uh, arena. So next time you want to talk about that. Yeah, Quiznos is where it's at. I got Quiznos stories. I got uh, which witch uh, debates. Oh, so you, got any, just, you got any Jimmy John's debates? Uh, no, that I, I have no information on, but, uh, you know, but Firehouse, we'll, we'll get into it. We, we don't need to go into it now. We'll get into it later. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you again so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Take it easy. Bye.